I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk, the cell phone service my family relies on, is now providing international roaming to over 50 countries. As you plan your summer travel, make sure your wireless company covers you at home and abroad. Unlimited talk, text, plenty of 5G data for just $20 a month. That's less than half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Go to puretalk.com slash clay and make the switch today. That's puretalk.com slash clay, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Switch to Pure Talk so you can have more money to travel with this summer. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Welcome to today's edition of the Rush Limbaugh Show podcast. What an incredible honor to sit in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB network on this a day the Lord has made. We talked yesterday in a serious sense about the chaos and communism of the left versus the community and the clarity of the Trump administration. And today on Open Line Friday at 800-282-2882, I want to continue the conversation, but in a different realm and in a different sense all around us we talked yesterday about the fact that this election this is ours Uh, this is ours to win the overreach the violence in the streets the communist marching is all an opportunity for us to show that very serious side of what they intend what they're willing to do to take back power it's it's astonishing lying about kids being at risk in the schools etc but there's another part of this And it starts with recognizing some of the victories that you have brought this country by electing President Trump. Airbus has conceded. I'd love to hear from people in the aerospace industry. They've conceded to the tariffs. And this was not supposed to work. And I have never been in favor of tariffs. And I've talked to people who are not Trump fans even a little bit. But they've said, look, he's playing the game in a way no one no one can predict. I've always loved this aspect of the president. Nobody, nobody wants to play poker with this man because you you have no idea how he's playing the game. And in D.C. parlance, they're very predictable. You know what they're going to do if it's bad for America, good for other countries. That's what uh, the State Department does. Yet President Trump now defending the suburbs. He has rolled back the uh, affirmatively furthering Fair Housing Act, which is really just a way to move people where the government wants them to live and to rearrange voting blocks and to and to change the entire the the entire society using federal dollars. He's rolled that back. This is going to be a campaign issue now. We'll talk about this in the show and all across the country. 
I'd love to talk to teachers today all across the country. The liberal media is telling us that all teachers are afraid to work, that you're all you're all, all scared, silly of the covid that you haven't done the research to see that you're more likely to catch a flu from the kids than than the covid. Not one single instance, not one recorded instance of that. All across the country, we're being told that you're of one point of view. So I'd love to hear from teachers today. And yet there's a seriousness to this because China lurks in the background. And China's making, China's not our friends. And the president is the first president to recognize this. And that's an extraordinary, think of the history. And the number of presidents we've had, he's the first one to recognize this. And it's and, and it sits here for us to celebrate, but also to wonder about what do we need to do with China. And of course, there's communists marching in the street, but there's something else. We have an opportunity to just run an inc- we could run a documentary on hypocrisy. This this is sitting here in the hands of GOP ad makers, and I hope they take this up. The stunning hypocrisy, the lunacy that we've observed from Democrat mayors and, and governors, we've learned from from Sleepy Jay Inslee uh, in Washington State. That you are perfectly safe in a bar or a nightclub until 10 o'clock and then you will catch the COVID and die and everybody goes with you. But 959, you're good. 1001, everybody's done. It's these capricious rules that lay before us. I'd love to hear what's going on in your state. These, and it's the capriciousness we talked about. Capriciousness and communism. And on the other side, we have clarity. We've learned if you somehow escape the virus uh, after you know 10, 10 p.m., let's say you leave the bar at 9.59, one of the things you do not want to do, and Bill de Blasio taught, this, taught us this, do not go anywhere near a, a Jewish playground. And if you do go there, don't go in. That's, he padlocked them. Now, the, the other playgrounds, those are fine. The COVID can't get there. I mean, just imagine the highlight reel. The documentary that we can show of this, this, this capriciousness, no one can look at this and say this all makes sense. We learned last night at the Nationals game that A, Tony Fauci throws to the left and in roughly six feet. We also learned that you can go up in the balcony and take your mask off, your woke mask, and chat with your friends if you're Tony Fauci. And he told the press, oh, I was hydrating. The COVID cannot get to you when you're hydrating. And that's a new thing. So if we just walk around with water bottles sucking on them all the time, we're completely safe. No need for masks. Just just have a water straw. In, in, in New York, speaking of New York, in, in, the, in the playgrounds there, if you escape the Jewish playgrounds, and, and they're padlocked anyway, and, and, and you somehow live... Don't go to a gym. Do not enter a gym to work. Well, I mean, I'll take that. If you're Bill de Blasio, you can go to the gym all you want, just like Lori Lightfoot can go get her hair cut while seizing the, the barbershops of working Americans. Picture this in ads. How are the Democrats treating you? How has your life been changed? Well, theirs has been golden. Picture the hypocrisy reels that we can run. Focused down to neighborhoods. You're out of work. Look at this. We have Gavin Newsom. I've I've got a rumor that I don't. I don't that's been confirmed. But Gavin Newsom, governor of California, has his kids at his place in Mon- in Idaho. Is that what you're doing? Is that what you get to do? One of the things we've learned about the COVID 
It doesn't have lobbyists because it, it, it tried to get in to see de Blasio when he was at the gym. The COVID was knocking on the door. Yeah, you got no appointment. You got no lobbyists. You can't come in. But the COVID is it's unionized. It's got a, it's got a workers union. No, it does. It gets it gets a vacation. It takes vacations during riot season, just shuts down and it rests and works up plans to come back and surge. And during riot season, we've learned that everything your mother taught you, it's all wrong. Well, I mean, during riot season, other times it's still right. You want to go stand in the streets? That's good. That's that's brave. That's thoughtful. In Seattle, there 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 is footage of the, this woman was called the protester. She was stealing a cheesecake from the cheesecake factory. Tear down corporate America, destroy the system, and knock it all down. But wait, that's a dang it! Is that a that a five layer cheesecake? And she made it. She she made it through the riots with the cheesecake. It had a little bit of tear gas on it, but that had some zing. We've learned that tearing down Amazon Go stores, that's that's the way to get them to give you money. Jeff Bezos will up some money when you tear down a store. It's a terrific lesson. I never thought of these things. My, my mother never taught me these things. We learned in Portland from the so-called mayor, Ted Wheeler. Did you hear this? Wheeler put out a tweet saying... That what he heard last night was it was thoughtful and it was it was a learning experience. They were yelling blank you Wheeler resign as he's standing with terrorists who are legitimately trying to burn down a federal courthouse and they're yelling blank you Wheeler and he's acting like this is something good for him. We've also learned this. If you are concerned about catching the COVID as a mayor of a major city like Portland. Just stand with terrorists, and when the tear gas comes along, it kills the COVID. And this is fantastic because, again, we don't need the mask. I'd love to hear from people in Portland because I'm seeing the liberal media still say these things. These are peaceful. Oh, by the way, I wonder if Antifa's got a sponsorship with some leaf blowers. Did you know they're using leaf blowers? To blow the tear gas smoke back at people? Do you know that they're coming in with handguns, right? Oh, you didn't know that? Oh, yeah. See, this is the other thing we've learned from the left, is they are conditionally in favor of the Second Amendment. When it's used to overthrow the United States of America, it's a very, very good amendment. When it's used to defend your home, it's a very, very bad amendment. In fact, I think the Bill of Rights has been observing the COVID. Hey, we don't need to be consistent. We can be conditional. After this break, after the after the break for the riots and the union came to the virus and said, you got to come back. We learned something incredible. The CDC has a new way of 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 denying science. It's polite. You know, when you deny the results of the scientific process and it's it's clear in front of you and scientists have done great work and it's. It's peer-reviewed, and there's no fake hockey sticks, none of that. It's rude to deny science, to deny that. This doesn't exist. So they're denying their own science. This is a brilliant move. It's much more polite. CDC knows masks don't work. They've got a massive meta-study on this, but they're denying their own silence. Or their own science. They're denying their own science. Most importantly, though, we've learned we're all in this together. We have learned that despite the challenges. America stands together. We 
the employees, the company owners, the productive people, we get the honor of having our businesses shut down, our paychecks shaved, our kids tossed out of school, their mental health affected, but but we get to contribute by paying the salaries of government workers who aren't working and teachers who aren't teaching and janitors in school who aren't doing janitorial services. It, it, it is a way to bring us together as a nation. So we've learned so much. These facts, this hypocrisy sits here in front of ad makers for the GOP. This election is ours to win. I'd love to hear from you today on Open Line Friday, 800-282-2882. It's Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. That's Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. More to the picture of what's unfolding in the American streets. I love some questions here, some questions answered in investigation that we need to know who is paying. I mean, I know that I, I know how Black Lives Matter Incorporated is getting their money. They've got about $1.3 billion. This is the violent Marxist-led group whose fundraiser is a, a convicted terrorist. Conveniently enough, tossed or let out of prison uh, by Bill Clinton. One point something billion dollars. It's from, it's from corporate America. Rush has taught us that the big companies, they're very aligned with the Democrats. You want to be with someone who can fix the game. They're willing to do anything to fix the game on behalf of their true constituencies, which are crony capitalists. So they, they cozy up. We know where that money's coming from. I want to know, and a listener was asking me this this morning, I want to know who's paying for the baseball bats and the bike helmets and the leaf blowers they're using and the umbrellas and the IEDs that Antifa is using in Portland that they're going to be using in other cities. The the, the mayor of Oakland has, has had an awakening. She's determined that it's a good idea to keep the police funded. I mean, we talk all the time about the fact that that healthcare workers are on the front line of of COVID. Well, what about the police officers who are on the front line of the rising murder rates? Right, they face this every day. We hear cases, cases, cases. We don't hear enough about murders, murders, murders. Certainly not from the liberal media. Yeah, she's had an awakening. Oh, yeah. No, the rioters went to her house and vandalized her house, and then she said, "Oh," because she called the social workers, I guess, and the social workers said. You want us to what? They're at my house. They're, they're, um, yeah, that's not what social workers do. So they, they got no help. In Chicago, the rioters went to Lori Lightfoot's home. Now I'm hearing from listeners on Twitter telling me that, that she's moving to the suburbs. <laughs> the same suburbs that Joe Biden wants to change. By moving people around dictatorially. It is phenomenal. It's Open Line Friday. Let's get to a lot of calls today. A lot of talk to a lot of Russia's listeners. Ashley, West Palm Beach, Florida. You're on the Rush Limbaugh program. It's Todd Herman filling in. Hi, Ashley. Hi, Todd. Thank you for having me. Uh, I wanted to discuss Nancy Pelosi. Yesterday, she said, it's been gnawing at me, but she said that it was un-American to send stormtroopers into the cities of America. I would like to send her a message and tell her that it's un-American to have rioting in America. We have a First Amendment right to peacefully assemble, and that's it. It's not a right to violence. It's never been. And in America, we are known as the nation that peacefully transitions power from one 
to the next. And we're known worldwide for this. We're known for our First Amendment rights. People want to come here because of them. They want to flee where they're from to come here so they can be free. So when Nancy Pelosi, who keeps reminding us all that she's third in line to the presidency, says that it's un-American to send in American National Guard to assist the rioting going on in the city to end it, because that's American. She's being un-American. She's not being American. I couldn't agree more. Listen, Nancy Pelosi didn't find it. She didn't find it un-American when they sent when they sent in armed people to go capture Elian Gonzalez and to take him out of a closet, screaming at the top of his lungs, scared silly, a little boy, sent back to Cuba. They didn't think it was un-American in, in Waco. They didn't think it was un-American um, in these other instances of mass force. They didn't think that was un-American at all. And I did not know. And maybe Nancy Pelosi could, could point us to the stormtroopers because I, I've been studying the video. I'm watching it. You know, I've yet to see a stormtrooper. I see people who have police. It's it's right there on the back of their shirts, the front of their shirts, police. They did a press conference. I, I've never seen stormtroopers do press conferences saying, okay, here's where we're going to be located. Here's how many people are coming. Here's what we're going to be doing. It's phenomenal to have these things attached to federal law enforcement. I appreciate the call, Ashley. Thanks very much for that. This And, and what you know what Ashley just said? Listen, this is something important to understand. 62% of Americans, folks, are afraid to express political opinions in public. The more liberal you are, the more you feel free to express your opinions. The more conservative you are, the more likely you are to hide them. This is a construct of the, of, of the social revolution, of the cultural revolution that we're going under there is a big, big, big question for you and I. I mean, obviously, I express my opinion for a living. There's a big question for you. In your gut, are you afraid to express your opinions? Be honest with us. You can call, use a first name. I'd like to know, have you have you suffered at your workplace because you expressed a conservative opinion? 800-282-2882. Steve, Tulsa, Oklahoma. You're on the road. My program is Todd Herman filling in. Hi, Steve. Greetings. Hey, how you doing? Great. Hey, I got a feeling here that I think you ought to kind of publicize and, and push it out there. My thinking is we've had this debt with China. Our national debt is huge. It's going to get larger. And if we were, if we get these liberals in, those debt's going to just exponentially explode. Let's do this now. Cancel the debt. Just totally obliterate it and get rid of it. They're at fault. They've been at fault. They foisted this on the whole world. We've had some overtones of, yeah, we ought to do something. Hey, I think you ought to do this. Just cancel the debt. If you think if you think for a minute. <laughs> that, oh, risky, risky strategy. Go- risky strategy, hey, my friends. Hey, I, I got to say, listen. If your if your polls are bad, let's cancel the debt and see how bad they become. Then, <laughs> now that you've eliminated the entire debt of the country to that country, I, since I, they're our enemy anyway, yeah. why not just get rid of it? And say, <laughs> I, I'm picturing all the war game scenarios, Steve. I'm, I'm picturing little literal war. This is a country that has built fake islands. This is a country that is cornering the market in sand because they want to be able to make computer processors. They're they're cornering the market, you guys. 
in fresh water. China is cornering the market in fresh water sources and in silicon and in, and in industrial gold. It is a fascinating idea to cancel the debt. China is certainly they owe us money for for releasing this and not telling the truth about COVID-19. They do. We're going to talk later in the program. I have an idea very similar to what Steve has. And Steve, thanks for the call. I think the president should say to these states that aren't opening up, hey, no stimulus money. How would that affect your state? What would that mean to you? It's Open Line Friday, 800-282-2882. I'd love to know how that would affect your states. Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh. Absolute pleasure and honor to hang out with you guys today. I'm a Rush fan from a thousand years ago, from very near the beginning. And so to sit in, it's a mind blower. Just every now and then I catch myself going, what? Did I just hear Johnny Donovan say that? Did that really happen? Uh, 800-282-2882. It's open line Friday. and want to talk to a lot of callers about a lot of things. The president has taken an incredible step to protect the suburbs and, frankly, to protect people. This further affirmative fair, or further uh, furthering affirmative fair housing, which was designed to be terrible to say, is it's it's as draconian as things come. And this was done in New York, and it was it was presented as a way to you know, integrate the neighborhoods, forced integration, and and yet it was savage to poor people and to working people because the design was president clinton said hey we're gonna pick up your federal money you, you, you're gonna love uh, you're gonna love uh, uh, hitting upstate they got the tennis and and some of that mineral water and, and they'll put a lemon a lemon slice in it you, you, you love it so he wanted to move them upstate so he took their federal dollars and said you now live up near the clintons and frankly which working people don't want to live near Bill and Hillary. I mean, you can just bask in their glow. But they worked in Manhattan. And they worked in Queens and Brooklyn. And they're saying, what? What? I don't want to. That The train ride isn't. It's 90 minutes a day. I don't. Well, it's, it's for the better. And it's redistributing people and votes. President Trump, your president that you elected. Well, our president. Stripped that. It's done. It's all over. I want him to give a speech on this. Stanley Kurtz, who has tracked this this atrocious uh, this atrocious regulation, has said the president needs to give a speech on this. Joe Biden's going to say this is proof of racism. He doesn't want people to have affordable housing. I want the president to give a speech from the perspective of people who were moved. So you were low income people. You were in living in uh, Illinois, and he moved you to Iowa. What's that like to have the president come along and say you're moving? Speak from it from that perspective, and the American people can begin to understand a bit about this, right, and what it means. And this is one of the ways that you just burn trust in organizations. I have well, another example of this is I have I'm collecting videos of Tony Fauci, mask on, mask off. When the cameras are on, Tony Fauci's got that mask wrapped around him. Well, except when he's on the cover of Style magazine. Not in that setting. Last night, he throws out the ceremonial first pitch, if you want to call that a throw. And then he's up in the stands. The mask is around his neck, and he's yucking it up with a couple of people. This is the same guy whose organization said masks don't protect anybody from influenza. With a massive study, he's ignoring that. If you wanted to burn trust in organizations, how would you act differently? 
Why is that a good idea to have people say, oh, we can't trust the CDC? Well, I guess it's good to know we can't, but maybe it would be nice to have institutions we could trust. Let's talk to Mike in Lakeville, Minnesota. Mike, you are on the Rush Limbaugh program. It's Todd Herman filling in. Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, my question is, I work in a body shop at a rather large dealership, and yesterday we were told by the boss that starting Monday we have to wear a mask if we leave our stall and walk anywhere. And then today he informed us that starting Monday we have to wear a mask the entire day, even in our stalls where we see no customers ever. So I'm not really sure what route I'm supposed to go with this. Uh, well, let me ask you this. Do you have a medical condition related to masks? Well, I have broken my nose a few times in the past, so I have cartilage that's kind of uh, yeah. boned up in the top of my nose. So it, it is an issue, but I haven't gone in um, and spoke to uh, you know, a medical professional about it, but I'm debating on that right now. <laughs> so maybe one of the things you could do, do you have anything that smells bad? Uh, yeah, there's a lot of chemicals here. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I'm thinking of something organic. Like, what, maybe one of the things you could do, because if you're going to all be masked up, maybe one of the things you could do, I'm trying to think of something that when it, um, w- when it degrades, it's, it's terrible. Like, maybe what you could do is take some ground chicken and leave it in a warm, dark place, uh, over the weekend and make sure it's good and ripe and maybe match that with, uh, let's say some rotted bananas. Yes. Oh, some shrimp. Yes. Mike Mamone in New York, some shrimp, some rotted shrimp. Mix that together in a stew and then loose it in the workplace. Put it somewhere like behind a cabinet or something. And when everybody's wearing their mask and they can smell it, maybe go to her boss and say, but these things are protecting us from a virus. Maybe just fun with this and say, boss, come on, this isn't protecting anybody. So if you do that, would you make a video for us and and let us know how that works? Because you might save America, Mike. (laughs) I'll try. Okay. All right. Let's do that. Let's, let's try that, everybody. Cause if you can smell, if you can smell that, right. And first of all, you should know this. And to be honest with you, the physics don't work. The cloth masks, the surgical masks, they are too porous. These nano, these, you know, uh, nanoparticles of viruses literally are about 1,000 times smaller than the openings in the mask. So we'll try to get some of that information out to people so you can have the links and maybe show your boss the science and the smell. Mike, thanks for the call. Uh, and see, again, this free speech. I, I work in a, I work in a building where we're paid to express opinions and I work in an industry where we're paid to express opinions. And I would tell you that for the most part, people are okay with that. Sometimes it gets really stressful. And sometimes, sometimes there's arguments. There are. I also know people who have their heads down. And 62% of Americans, this is from reason.com, 62% of Americans, y'all, are afraid to express themselves. The more conservative you are, the more likely you are to hide your opinions. This is exactly the trap that's been built. Racism, racism, racism. And if you, if you, if you back biology, if you say biology is real and, and then that, well, no, biology is bigotry. And well, you know, you can't say that a man is not a woman. And then you have this wait, You're not backing the Marxist teardown of your society in, in an organization funded by terrorists. Well, then you're racist. This is working. We've got to find our bravery and our willingness to stand for some of the things that are true. That's why I've given people the formulation. Of course, black lives matter. All black lives, cops and embryos and, and children, they all matter, which is why I don't support, support a violent Marxist group that is destroying black lives. 
people are challenged with this. Let's talk to Jennifer in North uh, North Carolina. You're on the Rush Limbaugh program. Hi. Jennifer, it's Todd Herman. Hi, Jennifer. Hi, Todd. I'm one of those people who are, I am absolutely afraid to speak about my political beliefs. If they found out, I would absolutely be fired. And I won't name the company, but I work for a national company who everyone has this belief that they are so-called conservatives. In fact, it's far from it. It's a undercover SJW company. More and more, I see it every day. And um, I'm making plans, obviously, at some point to leave. But I know I would be fired. I know it to my core if I said anything kind about our president or about our country. I know I would be fired. I've seen it happen, and um, I have to keep silent because I have bills to pay. You have bills to pay. You've got a family to raise. And let me ask you, uh, does this, uh, how, how emotionally impactful is this for you? Do, you? do you sweat this at night? I mean, this is on your mind. Is it a lot of stress to you? I'll say that I asked to take a few days off during election day, <laughs> the day of election, the day after, because I knew... It would be very uncomfortable for me. Either I wouldn't be able to hold if Trump wins, I would. They would. They would know I was happy. I wouldn't even be able to hide it. Or if he loses, the uh, the sh- the chaos in that building would be w- w- wouldn't be something I want to deal with. So I just took those few days off in advance. I said I had to go to a seminar. <laughs> I, I want. Uh, I want to ask you. Do they? Do they have any hints that you're conservative? No. So you are that you're that closeted. You're that closeted that they do they think you're liberal? Uh they think I'm a, either either they think I'm liberal because when they start saying uh typical propaganda, you know, mantras, I I nod and I say, "Wow, I hadn't thought of it that way." Wow, that's what I say. Mm. And mm. when you just nod and agree and you just let them talk, uh they think you're on their side. But, mm. you know, I don't wear anything patriotic. I don't even have an American flag lapel. You know, I have a Trump bumper sticker that is on my desk here at home. I wouldn't <laughs> dream of putting it on my car because, A, it would get vandalized. Yeah. And I live in an area in North Carolina, I won't say city, but where you look at the homes anyone would would like to live here, upper middle class to uh, – I live on the end of the upper middle class to extremely wealthy – but I see a bunch of, you know, Black Lives Matter yep. signs on their so, yards and... You know, we're up, I, I we're up against a break here, um, Jennifer. I hate I hate being uh, feeling like I'm being rude to callers, but I want to I want to ask people, Jennifer. I want to thank you for the call, and I want to ask people. You heard that phone call. I would love to hear your advice to Jennifer. This is someone who has a family to feed, has bills to pay. I would love to hear this audience's advice, particularly success stories. If you have successfully managed this and found ways to communicate your conservatism in workplaces like this, it's 800-282-2882. Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. It's Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. It is Open Line Friday, 800-282-2882. My mom was a teacher her whole career. My wife is a teacher come from a background that I used to work in the government schools, I would love to talk to teachers because uh, we're being presented by the unions that, that teachers, it's, it's really an interesting presentation they're making. The COVID is so dangerous that we can't afford to walk into the classroom. 
And never mind the fact that in, in I, so much research on this, it's it's overwhelming. The research and and the broadness and the and the scope of the research and the scientific uh, uh, the scientific study, the scientific methods that are followed. Kids aren't at risk. They don't pass it on to teachers. It's it's just not happening. Kids are more at risk to give you the flu. This stand, the, the shutting down of the school flies in the face of the, of all of this. And here's the thing with the unions. If you give them income redistribution, if you give illegal immigrants taxpayer taxpayer supported college, if you ag- aggressively attack whatever institutional racism means to them, if you create a Marxist society, then they'll open the schools. Because installing that apparently makes them safe from the COVID. Tyranny is, I'm, someone said to me, I'm, I'm pronouncing capricious incorrectly. Capricious? I'll try real hard. Tyranny is always capricious. That is as capricious as it gets. And I hope someone correct my pronunciation on the phones. That's what's going on in the schools. Let's talk to Leo in Broward County, Florida. Leo, you're on the Russian Bar program. It's Todd Herman filling in. Hi, Leo. Hey, Todd. How are you? Quick Doing great. Uh, comment I want to make, and hopefully someone can address this to Ronzi. Had a meeting yesterday with uh, high up in the school board, and um, they told me a couple of things that make me a little uneasy going back to work because I work for the school board, but my son also goes to school, too, in Broward. First thing is they're not going to check temperatures getting on the bus or possibly getting into the school. So no temperature checks. They're not going to regulate what kind of mask you can and can't wear so your mom's G-string or a sock works versus an M95 or a KN95 from China, one of those masks. Third thing is once the kid's in the school, six feet distancing in their desk, they can take their masks off. My question is, what the hell is that? We're sitting here doing all these social distancing and all the the rules with CDC, but then that's going to be the school. Listen, Leo, uh, first of all, I, I hope to settle your mind. That the, the data on this is so incredibly clear. I'll, I'll give you a statistic that Dr. Scott Atlas, who was 14 year head of neuron radiology at Sanford University, shared with me. Okay. Your kids are more likely to die being hit by lightning from than from the COVID legitimately. Alex Sorensen and uh, Andrew Bossom and others on Twitter have done a comparison between kids dying from the flu and, and, and in fact, passing it on to teachers. It's monumentally higher. So, in, in fact, I think that that makes sense. I think that they're doing a good job there. And they're not going to, you know, they're not going to measure which mask work. Well, maybe they know that the masks, they're not stopping anything. And there's so much study behind this. Here's what I would say. And this is really interesting to me that you, you work in the schools. You know, in the, sta- in the state of New Jersey, I was reading this. They intend to, they intend to have at home to, I think it's require at home testing on a weekly basis from kids. They want testers coming to your home to <laughs> test your kids. Yeah. Are you opening the door, Leo, when the testers walk in and they're, hey, we're here for our weekly visit to shove a three-foot Q-tip up your kid's nose right up against their brain. Are you going to open the door? Come on in, kids. Time to get the brain probed. Yeah, not, 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 in, my, not in my home. <laughs> no, something strikes me as not. I, I, I would think not. Well, Leo, I well, appreciate the thing the that I have to worry about yeah. is I have to send my kid back to school, which I will not. But I still have to go back to school and work, which the risk, I think, is still there. But, you know, I, I hope that the science works and I hope the statistics work. You know, how, how old are you? Thank Leo? you very much for my time. Yeah. Okay, I yeah, am appreciate 44. 
you, Leo, I, I just, I'm, I'm really, unless you're obese and, and have some underlying health problems, even in that case, it's very rare. I just, I hope to put your mind at ease. People dying from COVID under the age of 50, Leo, it's a 0.005 death rate. You're, you're far more likely to die driving to work or walking across the street. And look, I'm not a doctor, but I'm saying this so much. I just hope to put your mind at ease. I appreciate you calling uh, Rush's show. It's Todd Herman filling in for Rush Limbaugh. It's 800-282-2882. There's so much to get to in the show. In fact, there's this. Coming up, Louis Gomer. He, 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 there's trolling on Twitter. Louis Gomer, he's ended trolling. There could never be trolling again. He has redefined trolling in a monumental way. He's challenging the Democrats in a way that all of us, all of us need to get behind. It's a way to speak freely as conservatives and and do something to the liberals that they're really good at doing to us. We'll talk about that in a second. Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. Oh, it's Todd Herman filling in today for Rush Limbaugh. Incredible honor, incredible fun. Real quick phone call here. Jordan, Chicago, Illinois, has the cure for people who are afraid to speak up because it might harm their career. Jordan, got about 45 seconds on Rush's show. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, my response to the woman that called up from North Carolina, to all the Republicans out there, vote. It's simple. Vote. Get Trump in there for four more years. Continue cleaning things up. We'll be a much better country. And finally, as I go here, just want to let you know, I'm in Chicago, and it's pathetic what our mayor is doing in Chicago. And she's getting bullied by these anarchists. And uh, uh, it's just insane around the country what's going on. I mean, what happened to law and order? What are these mayors and governors thinking? So I'll hang up and listen to you, and I appreciate your show. Thank you very much. Uh, Jordan's Russia show. I just get to sit in the seat. Appreciate that very, very much. And listen, he's right. Vote. But do something else. Ask your Democrat friends to defend the rioting. Gather the videos of citizen journalists being beaten. Gather those things. Have them at your disposal. Ask your Democrat friends to defend that. Ask them to explain it. And we get back on Russia's show. We're going to talk about something called malicious compliance. And I think Louis Louis Gomer has this nailed. It's incredible trolling. It's Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh on the only EIB Network. Oh, thank you, Rush Limbaugh, for the incredible honor of simply caretaking the program. And uh, we hope to have Rush back Monday. Prayers for Rush. He continues to do what needs to get done. That's what he does. 800-282-2882. It is Open Line Friday. There's so much to talk about. The news is just packed. And sometimes it's a little bit exhausting. So some of the things I like to do is to take moments of utter clarity and show them out to the world, right? I mean, it's kind of what talk radio does when it's done well, I think. Louis Gomer is listening to all of you. Louis Gomer is paying attention to what is being crowdsourced as wisdom. And he's presenting something that a friend of mine, Kevin, who is a police officer, refers to as malicious compliance. Oh, you want me to take this long writing reports? Instead of being on the streets, okay, I'll write them real long. Lots of big words you're going to have to look up. So one of the things he does, you know, with administrators. 
Louis Gomer is going to the Democrats with an idea that came from social media and from all of us. It's is okay, we're renaming things. He has <laughs> he's pushing a resolution in in Congress to ban the phrase Democratic Party over its historic ties to slavery and Jim Crow. Uh, and now paying people to riot in our streets. And uh, the Democratic Party thinks they're controlling the rioters, but there's such a thing as building a monster you think you can control. I think that's right. Isn't it endemic to science fiction? Wasn't that sort of Dr. Frankenstein and Jekyll and Hyde? You're building a monster you think you can control. Well, who's at what point does the tail wag the Pelosi, so to speak? I'm so thrilled to see him doing this because malicious compliance is great. It's a great tool. The, you know, where I'm from, Seattle, they just put out a note saying we need to rename all these parks and these terminals and something that's better for the, uh, the climate of uh, politics and the environment. People are writing back saying, oh, yeah, those were all held by the, uh, the, the, the chief Seattle's people. He was a slaveholder. So why don't we call this slave trading park and why don't we trade this slave capturing park and why don't we make that the name? Malicious compliance is this brilliant tool to show people what they're doing. And we have to get really good at showing because we're learning that 62% of Americans are afraid to say. So when you can show someone you are involved in this hypocrisy. You, you are backing this violence with your vote. You're showing something to someone really valuable. And if you phrase it in such a way as, did you know? Or, hey, what do you think of this? You're planting cognitive dissonance. We're not going to win by going to people right now and saying, change your vote to Trump. You might win by this. Like, this is a Facebook idea about getting kids back to school. Um, the team AIB is kind enough. They're going to put my COVID links up at RushLimbaugh.com. So you'll be armed with research. Here's some, here's some ways to use that research on Facebook. If you're a parent, read the research. If you find it compelling that kids aren't at risk and teachers aren't at risk, post it this way. Oh man, I'm feeling so much better. I just came across some research and our kids are safe and our teachers are safe. And I just feel so much better. Don't even say the schools should be open. Don't even make it have any way for someone to relate it to politics. It's, oh boy, this makes me feel so much better. And plant that seed of doubt in the minds of your friends who are Democrats and they're going to be saying, wait, why is the school shut? Why are they doing that? I think that's the way to present this. The president has an opportunity. The president. In this election, I continue to believe is ours to win. I know the Democrats are going to try to cheat. I'm from a mail-in voting state. I've seen the cheating. We're watching it happen there again. The the Postal Union is wrapping ballots in the flyer of a candidate they endorsed. I think it's the 42nd district there. It's, It's crazy. But the president has another opportunity. This stimulus package is being debated in the way the, the Politico is describing this. Republicans infighting lead to embarrassing setback on aid. I tell you, I would love to hear CEO Trump. 
I'd love to see a speech because the president has different presentations he makes when he is out gathering the the, 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 the supporters at rallies. This is a president who speaks in a certain way. When the president is addressing the people in the in the White House press corps who can't stand him, all of them have Trump derangement syndrome, it seems. Um, you know, it's just my assessment. He is he has this presentation, White House presentation. I want to see CEO Donald John Trump say to American states, hey, one of your paramount duties is educating kids. You're not going to open your schools. I'm not sending you aid. Listen, if you're not opening your economies, I'm not sending you aid. Use Sweden as an example. Use the comparison between New York New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts, Connecticut, and I'm forgetting one state, they have more, they have a higher death rate than any countries in the world. Those states. Higher than any country, far higher than Sweden. Sweden is mid-range of that. They have zero deaths per day. They didn't lock down. The president should be saying, here are the facts. This, and the president needs access to this data. This is no longer an epidemic, mathematically speaking. That was reached six weeks ago. That's not my math. That's the CDC's math. How they calculate it. Now, they're not going to admit to that yet. They were ready to. The president needs to say in a speech as a CEO, listen, Here's the data on states that have opened. Here's the data on lockdowns. These lockdowns don't work. He could go back to this. In 2006, two members of Tony Fauci's team co-authored a paper saying lockdowns don't work. Legitimately, they said this is counterintuitive. They addressed the school situation in this document. Don't lock down the schools. It's counterintuitive. It's not necessary in in the case of a flu a flu virus, an influenza respiratory virus like this. The president needs to address this and say, if you're not opening your states, I'm not sending you aid. I'm not going to borrow money from a country that doesn't mean as well, China, because you refuse to open your economies. You have these case, you have these situations in in states where they're talking cases, 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 cases. But the death lines are flat. Meanwhile, you look at cases of street violence. You look at cases in Chicago and New York of murders. Those things have skyrocketed. The president needs to say to these states, I'm not sending any aid. To states that are not going to fund their police. What, you'd rather have this violence in the streets hitting ordinary Americans in and about their day than open your economies? He needs to say this as CEO. Gavin Newsom, you wanted a trillion dollars for an aid package, so-called, for COVID, when we know you intend to use that to pay off your debt. No, you have San Diego, you have Los Angeles, you have other teachers unions that are saying, we're not opening. No, it's too scary. COVID's going to kill us all unless, unless you adopt communism, unless you guarantee that every illegal immigrant that enters into our cities and our state gets taxpayer-supported colleges, college, you know, college educations, unless you agree to income redistribution, unless you agree to go rename every institution, and unless you agree that racism, everybody, everybody who's white is racist and, and nobody who's not white is racist, then we're safe from the COVID. The president needs to address these things in this speech saying, you want aid? 
Do you want us to print money on your behalf and borrow money on your half on your behalf? W- wait a minute. What are you doing? How are you going to turn the economies back on in your states? And you can go to some more data, real fun data. In the states that have instituted masks, well, the cases are still rising. You could go another level. If the masks are magic, I got an idea. People who are older and ill or a little bit younger, 60s and above, with some you know serious illnesses, they need to be really careful with COVID. Give them all masks. Give them each brand new N95 masks. Problem solved. They're masked. They can't get the virus, right? Problem solved. I want to see the president present this in his speech as a CEO saying to the states, the same way he would say to his companies, the same way any CEO would say to a series of divisions, we're creating our budget this year. I need to know sales. I didn't see a rev- enough revenue from this new sector. Marketing, I, don't, I, I need to see more leads in that sector. And product people, man, we're getting a lot of returns. I'm going to be cutting budgets unless I see performance. They want federal help, help the economy, and bring the schools back. The game that the Democrats are playing with kids, it's unconscionable. Because it's affecting their mental health, their socialization, their anxiety, their depression. There's uh, suicides are on the increase. Drug usage is on the increase. The president could make the speech. And man, what do the Democrats do then? Much more to get to on Open Line Friday, 800-282-2882. It's Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh. Oh, we've got some inside information coming out of one of our states here. What the teachers unions are telling teachers about COVID. What the Democrats are doing with, with colleges not being open. My goodness, I think I said this yesterday. What does it cost for a Netflix subscription? Is it 18 bucks a month and you're going to pay, is it 30 grand a year to have video courses from UC Davis? This is another thing the president needs to press upon is saying to these big, you know, to big college, you intend to take money for this? You, and by the way, pull the federal dollars. We didn't give tax money in federal dollars for kids to watch a video screen for young people to watch a video screen there's got to be some pressure here and i hope the president will apply that so open line friday 800-282-2882 karen in madisonville tennessee you're on the russian program it's todd herman filling in hi karen hi uh my daughter is a professor in what i call the blue state prison of california <laughs> And uh, they have made a thing out there. They've told them that if they go along with all their uh, Marxist crap and everything else, and they that they will be able to stay in their jobs. I think she's probably one of less than fourteen people in her department that's a conservative. She speaks her mind. I don't think she cares about the outcome in that regard. She, I've taught my children not to live by the four-letter word fear, and they've told them that if they want to leave the teaching there, that that's fine. Uh, they will cancel their insurance, their medical insurance, uh, with an insurance company that they have out there. They can no longer retain it. Uh, and that if they don't go along with the programs they want to institute in, in this insanity that's going on, then they get what is called the offer of a golden handshake. You either go along with what we tell you you're going to do, 
or you can take a golden handshake. I used to think they used to call that a gold watch when you got bounced, you know, a golden handshake. Check that out. I mean, this is a person who has been teaching for 20-some-odd plus five years. She has tenure. She is 100% conservative, and she cares about her students, and she's teaching 100 students online, and they are requiring all their teachers that are online to take extra courses in how to do these things and how to assimilate and how to give in, actually, is a good word. And I just think that they need to know, people need to know, if you live by fear, fear is going to kill you more than anything else and certainly more than the virus ever would even be able to. That is really ticked off. That is a remarkable way you've said this, and your daughter is remarkable for standing up for who she is and her beliefs in those circumstances. You're discussing mob rule, and you're discussing you're actually discussing um, you're discussing literal mob tactics. I mean, this is literal mafia stuff, and let let us never forget. Saul Alinsky, the great you know Barack Obama's uh, community organizing guru, he learned from the mobs. When, when Hillary went to meet with him in Chicago and wrote him these love letters, he was learning from the mob. How do you keep people in order is what he was saying. How do you keep the troops from you know going rogue? Well, we do this. This is the thing we do. They may not kill you, but they'll kill your career. That is an incredible call, Karen. Thank you very much for sharing that with us. And tell your daughter we're so very proud of her for standing strong. This, this is the stuff, folks. This is the stuff that we need to share as much as possible to get out there. And there's ways to do this. If this is happening and you're leaving your career, can you please document this? Can you please get this to people like me or better yet, get it to Rush, get it to people who can let people know what's going on? This, Americans don't like, they don't like that sort of behavior. They, and they'll want to know that's going on. Let's talk to Don in Raleigh, North Carolina. Don, you're in the Rush Limbaugh program. It's Todd Herman filling in. Hi, Don. Hi, Todd. I am a teacher, and my comment to you today is that all during the COVID outbreak, the professionals in our country, police officers, nurses, doctors, etc., continued to go to work. So I don't understand why teachers who claim to be professionals feel like they get a pass. It's a great point. You're a teacher. Do you want to pass? No, I want to go to work. I mean, that's what made our country great. That's what you're supposed to do. If you want to be considered a professional and get paid like one, then you should get up, go to work, do your job. Well, and I would also say this, the, 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 the science, every, every study, there's seven of them, and I'm talking about peer-reviewed trials, peer-reviewed randomized clinical trials, analysis, evidentiary analysis. This isn't modeling. This is evidentiary analysis. The kids don't pass this on. They just don't. I can't repeat that enough. And I admire you for standing up and demanding this. What's the response? Real quick, I got about like 15 seconds. What's the response when you say this to your fellow teachers? I haven't said a lot to any of them because we're out for summer break and I've just kind of watched what's going on. We're going to do a lot of online learning as we go back. But, you know, I got a feeling that a lot of the new teachers in our profession grew up in that participation trophy era and (laughs) they don't feel like they should do anything. Well, listen, I've, I hope that you'll speak up in your profession with your colleagues and share the data with them. Share this data. Hopefully some people want to teach. Like I said, my wife is a teacher. My mom was a teacher her whole life. It is Open Line Friday. I'd love to hear from a bunch of you today at 800-282-2882. It's Todd Herman filling in for Rush Limbaugh on the one and the only and the biggest and the best EIB Network. Oh, it is a thrill to fill in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB network. RushLimbaugh.com is your home for all things Rush. And right now, 
Great place to drop El Rushbo a note and let him know that you're so anxious for him to come back. I see the tweets and you're so kind and hey Todd, you know, passable job. You're doing a decent job sitting in the chair, but you're not rushed. He said, I'm that's absolutely right. I'm not rushinball.com. Go leave him a special note there. And I've heard him talk about how much he appreciates that. People are asking. You know, in in relation to all that's going on in the country, where will the left stop? I mean, you have the 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 leftist sponsored, Democrat sponsored, Democrat cheered upon riots. We're told that Seattle will burn Saturday. That's the new word, by the way. They are putting, I, I, I don't know, I'm going to guess 15 tons of concrete blocks in front of one of the police departments there because obviously Antifa can't choose another police station. In any case, at least they're trying to protect it. That mayor in that city, mayor, so-called Mayor Jenny Durkin, has said that the, as of Sunday, police can't wear protective gear in riots. They, they can't use crowd control devices in riots. That starts at midnight Saturday. And we're told that Seattle's going to burn. Portland continues down this path. Lori Lightfoot is apparently moving out of the mayoral mansion in Chicago because the rioters went there. The mayor of Oakland thought different of, of defunding the police after the rioters came to her home and vandalized it. They leave threats at these mayor's houses. They leave threats at, at, at city councilmen who don't, who, who don't fully back defunding. It's incredible that what they're willing to do. And in our schools. In our schools, in this pretense of, of kids being at risk at this, right, it is phenomenal. And then in chilling speech. This, for me, of course, our conscience is our, is our most valuable possession. Will you ruminate on that for a little bit? I mean, I don't think we have souls. I believe we are souls in a body. That's not really our possession. That's us. Our possession is our conscience, Conscience links us from, to God, to the world, and it is our most valuable possession. Our, the founders recognize that free speech is an expression of conscience. The Democrats literally are sponsoring terror groups to make sure you cannot express your conscience. That's a spiritual battle. And it's not just a political battle. We need to talk next hour about some ways, some clever ways that you can express yourself as a conservative where people can't even track it back to conservatism. We have got to start to insert doubt in the minds of Democrats. That's one way to go. <laughs> There's people like me. Oh, my mom, being a liberal, she loves it when her friends say, I love your your son when he's on Rush Limbaugh. Well, I'll hear about this tomorrow because my mom is a more liberal person. Let's talk to Tammy. Albuquerque, New Mexico, one of the cities the president sending federal troops to, by the way. Troops? See, I slipped into it. Nope. Federal law enforcement to protect federal property. Tammy in Albuquerque, New Mexico, welcome to the Russian Bar program. It's Todd Herman. Tammy, did we lose you? No, 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 no. Oh, no. oh Tammy's am, there. Go ahead. I am not one of the silent majority, Todd. I am very loud and very proud in my support of Trump. I fly a flag outside my house. On my pickup, I have a Trump sticker. And when I go someplace, I have a flagpole with an American flag on one side and a Trump flag on the other side. And my teenage daughter also has a Trump sticker on her car. Nobody bothers us. 
we get a lot of honks and waves and thumbs up, and I will continue to do that until the day of election. I absolutely love it. And what's the response in Albuquerque? Oh, I get I get a lot. Like I said, I get a lot of people honking at me yeah. and giving me thumbs up and telling me, yay, way to go. And yeah keep it up and I get a lot of support but I'm not in the same area of town that all of the bad stuff is happening where they had to send them new cops yeah what is happening down there what part of town is it that's is is it the downtown core that's being hit what are they doing yeah it's the downtown core um and I I live about 15 miles north of that and uh the neighborhood that I'm in everybody is a Trump supporter there's not there's not anybody here that's not a Trump supporter. Yeah, I, I've I've spent some time in Albuquerque down there for a sporting event, and I loved it, man. I loved it. I know exactly the part you're, uh, of town you're talking about. You're, I'll say one thing. I want to thank you for the, the call, uh, uh, Tammy. Thanks very much for being someone outstanding. This is one way to approach it. The Albuquerque mayor, it, it, he did something years ago where he saw homeless people or people who were expressing homelessness on the streets. You know what he said? Is he stopped and said, hey, if you work today, you know, if there's work, will you take it? And they did. And, you know, he started a program down there of actually of, of having people work for money. This is a this is a crazy idea that you would go to people who are homeless and say, hey, would you like some money in exchange for some labor? Th- this program is not talked about. Why, why is this not discussed? But the riots are discussed down there, obviously. And then the federal cops. Look, I, I want to be clear on something. I don't want a federal police force. I, I'm a constitutionalist. I don't want that. But this isn't what this is. This is quelling riots that mayors won't quell. It must be done. It must be. Let's talk to, is this Edie in uh, Cocoa Beach, Florida? Welcome to Russia's show. It's Todd Herman filling in. Did I get your name right, Edie? Yes, you did. Thank you so much. I just want to talk about, I'm an anti-mask person. I think it's a little bit ridiculous, but the mask only covers your nose and your mouth. But there's three ways the COVID particles can get into your body. And one is also the eyes. And why don't they make it mandatory to cover your eyes with some kind of eye protection? I mean, why, if it goes in your body three ways, then why leave one unprotected? <laughs> Another thing is about the mask, I heard, they want any face covering, so they don't care what you wear. But if you can honestly strike a match and blow it out, the mask that you have on is not working. No, look, this is the, I don't want to repeat myself on the science because I don't want to cause Herman fatigue because that is a syndrome. And you know what? In that case, you have to go to a robotic massage device. I'm seriously reading about this. In the age of COVID, there's a new company that's doing robotic massages. My goodness. But you bring up this point. I, I, I was in a store uh, and they tried to get me to wear the mask. I won't wear the mask. And I said, hey, you know what? It's your, it's your store. I'm not coming in. That's fine. But I just want to ask you a question. You have those masks for people, right? And the guy said, yeah, well, you know, that's what I'm saying. You can borrow one of our masks. I said, have those been worn today? Oh, my he looks gosh. At me, he looks at me. I said, have they been worn? And he has this blank look in his face. I'm going to say, I'm going to take that as a yes. I'm going to bet those have been sitting here all day. So if someone was exhaling COVID, those are here. Yes. Then local, there's a local, um, I think it's Oregon. Someone has this conversation with the local health board, um, ED, that they put online. They asked, what should we do with the masks that we have? Where should we put them? And they said, oh, just throw them in the garbage. Oh, my <laughs> God. The, the lady wrote back and said, so wait a minute. You're telling me that if I don't wear this mask, everybody dies. 
but I shouldn't put it in a biohazard container. And the health department wrote back and said, no, we don't consider that to be a to be a biohazard. There's there's, yeah. there's no sense. There's yeah. no sense. Thank you for the phone call, Edie. Thank you for that. When there is look, 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 I can go mass crazy. Can, can I just let me let me tell you why? So it's not it's not it's not just the science. Here's what I really think the masks are. I really think they're a way of extending the panic. I really think the goal is to have visible signs to make people uneasy. I think it's a way to involve you in forced speech. There's a group called the Freedom Foundation that's suing the the governor of Washington and now another state, I think it's Oregon, on the masks. And they're using that legal theory. You are forcing speech. I, I think what they want, this is... This is the deep state. This is the statist. I call it the uniculture. What they want is fear. That's why they don't care what you wear on your face. They just want other people being reminded that you might die because orange man bad. So it's not just the science for me. I refuse to be a walking advertisement for paranoia. Which is designed for political gain. Hope that makes sense. Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. It's Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. It is Open Line Friday, 800-282-2882. Lots of concentration about the schools and the the science of facts. The kids are not at risk. Teachers are not at risk. We've been through that. There was so much talk, and deservedly so. When when this when the virus had come to the country and doctors hadn't yet figured out the you know little peculiarities about dealing with this virus and we had CNN pretending that hydroxychloroquine was deadly when it's been used for thirty years and doctors in fact prescribe it to themselves as prophylactics when they go to COVID hot zones while that was still going on we were very very correctly putting a lot of weight on first responders and, and thanking them and of course this is correct. And we also talked, I remember doing Rush's show when the virus had just hit and we were told that 3 million people were going to die and we were operating under that assumption. We were talking to truck drivers and sanitation workers also on the front lines. It is a hard thing for me to get all the notes I got yesterday from police officers and in fact uh, an FBI agent that, that hearing love for the cops in law enforcement is so rare that it means so much. They're, they're on this front line of, of murders and riots. And what's being done to them, I, I want to put this in a fine point, but I want to start by talking with Mike in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, Mike, you're on Rush Limbaugh's program. It's Todd Herman filling in. Hi, Mike. Hi, Todd. Thanks. I, would, I am just furious about what's happening to our police. We have judges now saying in Portland, Federal officers can't arrest or use any kind of force against journalists and observers in the crowd. That's on top of uh, the governors, the protesters, the bad guys, the media, all pouring on against the police. I'm a good guy who's so far standing by doing nothing. Right? There's got to be something that can show the police, listen, that's not true. That's not the truth. The truth is most people in America love you want you on the job and appreciate you every time you show up. There was um, 
an instance that happened in Baltimore, Maryland, which is a, I mean, it's a beautiful city that's under such assault uh, by crime and, and lawlessness. And there was rioting, of course. And, and there was a line of men of all races. Uh, and they stood in front of the police line between the police and the rioters. And they yeah. stood there and said, you'll need to come through us to get to our law enforcement officers. And two things. Antifa and Black Lives Matter Incorporated, that's the, that's, that's the group that's conning, in my judgment, conning black people and costing black lives, this, this incredibly violent Marxist-led organization. They're media trained, Mike. They know they, are so- they know they don't want to see video of their foot soldiers attacking dads. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. The police, it's like they have their hands tied by being professionals. Exactly. Because they won't, they will not depart professionalism in 99 point gajillion points of that. I want to, I want to take off something that you said, Mike, I want to thank you for the call. Cause you've inspired me to say something here. That was Mike from Nashville, Tennessee. It is easy. It is easy when you're being flooded with news. It's easy to lose the stunning realizations of what happens before us. Just think of this. Just just follow me through these scales. Let, let's imagine a scale. And on one side, you have law enforcement that has, let's just let's have the, as it gets heavier, let's have the scale go down. Law enforcement has the backing of law. Okay, so it's, it's, it's stronger. The law enforcement has tools of law enforcement, that is weaponry and, and surveillance. And so it's, it's, it's getting more in, in law enforcement's favor, right? The, the scales, I'm thinking of, of one scale as cops, one scale as criminals. They've got strength in numbers. They've got the support of the community. So the weight of momentum and and ability to win win battles and skirmishes is on the side of law enforcement with criminals. Can you picture that in your mind? Here's what the left has done. They've released massive numbers of felons, pretending it's because of the COVID scale changes. They've tied the hands of police officers in major cities all around the country, from New York to Seattle, across the country, Chicago, etc. We're not going to jail people for property crimes or drug crimes, even if they're violent. Scale changes a little bit. How? There's more felons on the street. See the, the, see the scales changing? We see now that the left doesn't care if there are open carry rifles, semi-automatic rifles, with people in the streets around the country in unmarked trucks driving around blocking the cops, weaponry. You see the scales getting more equal? All of a sudden, now, side by side, law enforcement and criminals. Then you have so-called mayors like Durkin and de Blasio. De Blasio is you know, taking away the police's intelligence gathering services. That's plain clothes. Seattle's Durkin is telling cops they can't wear protective gear. They can't protect their bodies in the way they'd like to. They can't use crowd control techniques in the way they'd like to. That's nuts. And it's changing the scales. It's Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. Todd Herman filling in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. It is Open Line Friday. Let's talk to Mike in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Former NYPD sergeant. Welcome, Mike. 
Mike, you're on Russia's show. Retired. Uh, my suggestion is that the New York City Police Department, under the commissioner and the commander, should take over the city. There's nothing that de Blasio could do to stop them and start enforcing the law and sending them back to Rikers Island and locking them up. In other words, let's take control like the rioters are, because without the police, de Blasio has no power. So the police should turn and protect the citizens like we did in the L.A. riots. So without the permission of de Blasio, you're actually saying that they should remove de Blasio? Ignore him. Just like uh, they're being ignored. <laughs> Only ignore him. Because there's not a thing he can do about it. And, it. and if Cuomo has something to say, the only thing he can say is, I'll send in the National Guard. Oh. But you know, he, he can't do. And I'm saying, let the law and order people take control again. And the people of New York City will rise up. And they'll salute him for doing it, and then they can get rid of de Blasio, and then get rid of the idiot in Portland and L.A. Yeah, it's a thing of beauty. That's a thing of beauty. You know, you know, Mike, I, am a, uh, I want to thank you for the call because you're just really short on time. And you said it. You said it. I'm a law and order person, and I love it when the government follows the laws that we pass. And right now, there is lawlessness being employed by de Blasio. So what if it's just law enforcement as it should be done? It's Todd Herman in for Rush Limbaugh on the EIB Network. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 